0: one good morning and welcome to never in my wildest dream podcast it is monday may the 3rd 2021 we're already in the fifth month of the new year looking forward to today's show here on monday we're gonna have sports wrap what happened over the weekend local sports as well as some monday motivation let's first start in the world of national sports we'll first start in baseball and on the diamond from yesterday the Washington Nationals beat the Marlins 3-1. Max Scherzer tosses a five-hitter, and Ryan Zimmerman hits a three-run home run for the Nats. The Athletics beat the Orioles 7-3. The Yankees top the Tigers 2-0. The Cardinals beat the Pirates 3-0. The Blue Jays beat the Braves 7-2. In a 10-inning slugfest, the Reds beat the Cubs 13-12. The Rays beat the Astros 5 to. Four. The Indians top the White Sox five to zero. The Twins hang 13 on the Royals, winning 13 to four. The Dodgers hang 16 on the Brewers, winning 16 to four. The Rangers beat the Red Sox five to three. The Mariners top the Angels two to zero. The Diamondbacks beat the Rockies eight to four. The Giants beat the Padres seven to one, and the Nightcap, the Mets beat the Marlins eight to seven. one to tonight's games. Let's first talk about the Orioles, who have a 10-10 Eastern Standard Time start against the Mariners this evening out in Seattle. The Brewers travel to the Phillies. The Dodgers travel to the Cubs. The Rangers are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. The Mets travel to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. The Indians are in Kansas City to take on the Royals. The Giants are in Denver to play against the Rockies. The Tampa Bay Rays go west to Anaheim to take on the Angels. The Blue Jays are in Oakland to play against the Athletics, and the Pirates are at Petco Park in San Diego to take on the Padres. That is all for the world of baseball now onto NBA basketball from yesterday. The Portland Trail Blazers beat the Celtics one twenty-nine to one nineteen. CJ McCollum has thirty-three to lead Portland, while Jason Tatum has thirty-three to lead Boston. The Bucks beat the Nets one seventeen to one fourteen. Kevin Durant has forty-two ten for Brooklyn, while Giannis has forty-nine eight to lead Milwaukee to the win. The Heat beat the Hornets one twenty-one to one eleven. Adebayo has 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 10 assists for Miami, while P.J. Washington had 21 points to lead the Hornets. The Kings beat the Mavericks 111-99. Marvin Bagley had 23-9 and to lead Sacramento, while Luka Doncic has 30 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists to lead the Mavericks. The Knicks beat the Rockets 122-97. Julius Randle had 31 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists, while Kelly Olenek, had 17 and 10 to lead the Rockets. The Suns top the Thunder 123 to 120 Devin Booker, 32 points to lead. Phoenix. Darius Baisley had 19 to lead the Thunder. The 76ers beat the Spurs in overtime 113 to 111. Joel Embiid had 34 and 12 to lead the 76ers and in last night's nightcap, the Raptors beat the Lakers 121 to 114. Pascal Siakam had 39 and 19 to lead the Raptors why Andre Dumman had 19 and 11 for the Lakers. Let's just stay right there. Losers out of their six of the last seven games, the LA Lakers look nothing like a defending national title team right now. They lost 121 to 114 as I said at the state percentile to the Toronto Raptors, a team that came into the night 12 games under 500 and LA hardly even resembles a playoff team at this time. The Lakers are currently 36 and 28 they have the same record as the Blazers, who currently sit in the seventh spot in the western conference The Lakers are in sixth spot only because they hold the tiebreaker with Portland from beating them on February the 26th This year the number seven Team does not guarantee a first round playoff series the NBA is going to hold two play in tournament games in which the number seven and eight teams face off and the number nine and Ten teams face off and the winner of the seven eight game advances to the first round the loser of the seven eight game plays the winner of the 9-10 games to determine the final playoff berth. Asked about potentially capping the 72-game season followed by a 71-day offseason with no needing of an extra game to qualify for the postseason, LeBron James criticizes the play-in format and says, whoever came up with this shit needs to be fired. I find that ironic coming from the guy who wants to quote himself as the GOAT or the best to ever play. I will say this, I can't stand LeBron, I think he's an unbelievable talent, but I also think he's the biggest baby in the world, and he is just what our kids are today, they don't want to work for anything, Michael Jordan never complained about this, he'd have gone out and hung 50, and he'd have kept moving and there would have been no issues. LeBron then goes to say that I definitely want to get healthy, not for myself, but for my team. He said that he wants to make sure he is 100%, he's got to be smart moving forward. James, in no certain terms, prioritizes health and recovery over chasing wins for the playoff season. It doesn't matter at the end of the day if I'm not 100% or close to 100%. It doesn't matter where we land. I'm just ready for the playoffs. I say all this because I find it ironic that the guy who's supposed to be the best player in the league is complaining about something that if he doesn't get hurt and become a wimp and fights through the injury, that he probably doesn't have his team in this position. That is all for yesterday. Now on to tonight's games. The Orlando Magic travel to Detroit to take on the Pistons. The Pacers are in the nation's capital to take on the Wizards. The Warriors are in New Orleans to play against the Pelicans. The Trailblazers, who we just talked about, are in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. The 76ers go to the Windy City to play against the Bulls. The Knicks travel to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. The Spurs are in Utah to take on the Jazz and the Nightcap. The Nuggets take on LeBron James and the Lakers, who we just talked about. That is all for NBA. Now on to NFL. Let's first start in Jacksonville. At the lowest point of the Urban Myers' first NFL draft came to the New York Giants. Myers told ESPN Game Day on Friday that it broke his heart when the team selected a player he was targeting with the 25th overall pick. The coach reluctantly admitted on Saturday that the player was former Florida wide receiver Kadarius Toney, who the New York Giants took with the 20th pick i've gotten to know him over the last couple weeks and obviously my connection with gators head coach dan mullen and those guys you watch tony playing he's a human highlight reel with tony gone meyer and the jaguars opted for clemson running back travis etienne he actually is a better fit based on the way the jaguars plan to use him similar to the way meyer used percy harvin when he was a head coach at florida harvin lined up in the backfield and the slot receiver for 1,852 yards and 19 touchdowns as well as catching 133 passes in 1,929 yards and 13 touchdowns in three seasons as a Gator. In addition to rushing for an ACC record 4,952 yards and 70 touchdowns in four seasons for the Tigers, ETN also caught 102 passes for 1,155 yards and 8 TDs, including 85 receptions for 1,020 yards and 6 TDs the last two seasons. Tony caught 120 passes for 1,590 yards and 12 TDs, and ran for 580 yards and two touchdowns in four seasons at Florida. According to Urban Meyer, ETN is much more than a running back, he's a slash. We did not recruit him because he's a running back. We probably wouldn't have. He's the guy that you get a lot of production in passing games at Clemson, he's got excellent hands and he'll be duly trained. Those dual threat players are hard to find too, but if you find the right one, he becomes an instant impact. We'll switch from Jacksonville, where it's probably nice and warm, up to Green Bay, where it's gloomy at this time of year, just considering that Aaron Rodgers' drama is still unfolding. Three days after the depths of Aaron Rodgers' disgruntlement with his team came to light, his coach over the past two years still cannot fathom the idea of the reigning NFL MVP would not consider returning to Green Bay. Like Packers president Mark Murphy and general manager Brian Gutekunst have said in the last couple days, and reported news that Matt LaFleur is empathetic in his desire for Rodgers to return. But the issue isn't whether Packers want Rodgers, but rather, does Rodgers want to return? Yeah, I know, I can't even take my brain to that spot right now, LaFleur said Saturday following the conclusion of the draft. So I just want to do everything in my power to sure that it doesn't happen. I cannot fathom him not being in Green Bay. That's where my mind is at. I don't love him only as a player, but I love him as a person. I love working with him on a daily basis. I think we all do, from the players in that locker room to the coaching staff. Again, I'm not even going to let my mind go there. I will remain hopeful and optimistic, and certainly, we always welcome him back with open arms. He knows exactly how I feel, not just myself, but my staff. Like I said before, I cannot imagine him not being a Green Bay Packer moving forward. Ironically, at this time, Jordan Love is the only quarterback in the Packers' virtual offseason season program. It's unknown whether Rodgers will attempt the voluntary sessions when they turn into in-person work later this month, but he has typically been a regular participant in the offseason season programs, and he even has a bonus of $500,000 tied to it. The Packers did not draft a quarterback this weekend, Gunika said. They discussed several veteran options before the draft, and they likely will sign at least one undrafted rookie quarterback, but he insisted the Rodgers situation has not been and will not be an impetus for that. Love was the third string quarterback last season as a rookie, and the plan was for him to be Rodgers' top backup this season. In the meantime, LaFleur has tried to insulate Love from all the distraction. I've talked to Jordan and told him, you know there's a lot of noise out there you can't focus on that you got to focus on yourself and I know the guys think it's just a cliche but you got to go be the best version of yourself and he's got everything to do in his power to meet his expectations and standards which we've developed for him at that position and I know he is working hard this was everything in Green Bay now let's talk about other NFL news we'll jump west to Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll confirmed that he has been in communication with Richard Sherman but said a reunion with the former All-Pro quarterback isn't currently in the works. The 33-year-old Sherman is a free agent after spending the last three seasons in San Francisco. In an interview with Stephen A. Smith on Friday, he said a return to San Francisco isn't out of the question, but he listed the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Raiders as other teams that he's been in communication with. That is all for the world of sports. When we come back right after this, we'll have a little Monday motivation. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream Podcast. Like I said, it is Monday. We'll do a little Monday motivation, kind of get you guys thinking about something going into the work week. Here's something I want you guys to think about. Psychological safety. Pretend for a moment you work for Microsoft and are called to a meeting by Bill Gates. He's looking for specific information to facilitate a decision he must make for the future. Gates wants to hear your thoughts, opinions, and insights as he collects data before making his final choice. It has been one of the most intimidating meetings of your life. Your initial thoughts are, how could you provide anything valuable to the richest and smartest man on the planet? Gates can process information at a record pace and has read more books in a month than I've probably read in my entire life. How could you provide anything to help? Are you prepared? Will you tell him what you think rather than what he wants to hear? The mentality of one of the hardest challenges facing gates in his career at microsoft was he knows his intelligence scares people intimidates them that no one wants to look stupid in front of him so choosing silence is often a better option than speaking gates is aware of this beforehand so he spends time before any meeting explaining the importance of the psychological safety what is psychological safety it's the shared belief held by a team member's that others on the team will not be embarrassed, rejected, or punished for speaking up. According to Dr. Timothy Clark, author of the Four Stages of Psychological Safety, defining the path of inclusion and innovation, employees must have progress through the following four stages before they feel free to make valuable contributions and challenge the status quo. Stage number one Inclusion Safety. Inclusion Safety satisfies the basic human need to connect and belong in this stage you feel safe to be yourself and are accepted for who you are including your unique attributes and defining characteristics stage number two is the learner safety this safety satisfies the needs to learn and grow in this stage you feel safe to exchange in the learning process by asking questions giving and receiving feedback and experimenting and making mistakes Stage three is the contributor safety. This safety satisfies the needs that you wanna make a difference. You feel safe to use your skills and abilities to make meaningful contributions. The challenger safety. This safety satisfies the needs to make things better. You feel safe to speak up and challenge the status quo when you think there's an opportunity for change or improvement. You might not be Bill Gates, but position you hold comes with some of the same problems that he's faced. We create psychological safety in our workplace. We will have better meetings, more honest discussions, and ultimately better decisions. My Monday Motivation for you is take this, go see exactly how you're working with others around you, maybe even in a personal relationship, and I guarantee you if you put this to work, it'll work for you. That is Monday Motivation, local sports, when we come back right after this. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... three, two, one. Back to Friday, every game baseball-wise on Friday was canceled except for one. It's the Crosstown Rival, which is between North and South Hagerstown. As CJ Hard found out on Friday, baseball is really a game of inches. It took about three of them. And matter of fact, it to become the measuring stick to a great game from with Hagerstown High School, the third baseman during the hub's 12 to 0 win over South Hagerstown in a shortened four and a half inning game by 10 run roll. Moving three inches forward in the batter box made the difference between flying out or a game-breaking two-run homer. Hart stepped up to the plate on an extremely gusty afternoon after teammate Javon Burnett unloaded a drive to center field off starter Sean Baer that rode the wind but was caught at the base of the fence in center. It was a good for a sacrifice fly though. Three batters later, Hart ended up hitting what would be a no-doubter to left to cap the hub six-run inning to provide Cooper Strickland the starting pitcher with all the help he needed for the shutout. Danny Talbert reminded Hart about the talk the Hubs had before the game. We talked about moving up in the box because of the philosophy of the pitches. We wanted to move up to give the batter a better look at the pitches and let them travel deeper. Hart got the message. He moved up in the box and just like that the game was over. On Saturday I was able to go watch a little league baseball game. Really good pitcher pitched against us. but. When he came out of the game, they made a very, very interesting. It was a great baseball game. And yes, I have started eating concession stand food. And yes, the fries are just what I remembered them to be. This week's going to be a busy week of baseball. We got baseball Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Rain is kind of throwing a little curveball at us right now. We will talk about that as well as the rest of games for today. Looks like we will have rain showers on and off. Currently it's 63 degrees outside with a rail field of 62. Hopefully there's enough rain uh, holding off so that we can get some of these games in today. Here are the games that we are going to look at with regard to reschedules. First off, Boonesboro Tennis is at Williamsport for both boys and girls. Lacrosse for boys, Smithsburg is at Boonesboro this evening. Softball, we have Boonesboro at South Hagerstown, as well as Clear Spring at Hancock. And in baseball games today, North is at Williamsport, Boonesboro is at South High, and the game I will be at, Smithsburg at Clear Spring. That is all for local sports today. That is also all for the show. We will be back tomorrow to talk about local sports, national sports, as well as Trust Tuesday. Thank you for listening to today's show, and we will talk to you soon.